Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. It's time for another edition of the Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo Baseball Podcast. It's episode 35. On today's show, we've got Micah Henry from at Fantasy Central One on Twitter. You know him as at Fantasy Central on Twitter. He gives you the latest on MLB and NFL, but we're here to talk fantasy baseball. Join your hosts, Christopher Deary and Michael Gobier, as they talk with Micah about the best, the worst, and the scale tippers of the 2020 season over the final 10 days. Take it away, boys! And once and only one, rub it down tonight, find my... Oh, welcome into the Palazzo Podcast. We're back. We were off last week due to unforeseen circumstances, but the same show we were going to bring you last week is now happening here at this moment. We are back on the scene, and we're joined by our very special guest, uh, Micah. Uh, I, I don't know what to call you. Should we call you Micah, or do you want to be known as at Fantasy Central? Because you, most <laughs> of you probably know him as at Fantasy Central One on Twitter. Yeah, but yeah, you can call, call, call me Micah, Micah. But okay, you know, you know, that's that's where definitely you can find me. Where you can find me posting random, random information about football and baseball every day. Every night. Absolutely. No, it's good stuff, man. Yeah, football, baseball. This guy's got... You're one of the first people I noticed uh, when I first got on to the scene this year. And uh, I liked your uh, I liked your style and your info. It's upbeat, and you got a lot of great data. So you put the whole package together. You got everything, man. I dig it. Yeah. I, I respect that, and I'm, I, I'm glad that we got you on the show, man. So thanks for coming on. And of course. Of course, of course we got Chris Deary with us. Chris is... Uh, Chris is a little bummed out. You know, baseball didn't work out exactly how we hoped for, but he's here and he's uh, he's ready to slowly wrap up the season, right, Chris? Mike, I am excited to be here. I'm excited that Mike is here. Yes, I am eliminated from all of my leagues, but it does not hamper my enthusiasm for baseball in these last couple of weeks. So I will be here hey. to see all of you that are still in your leagues and trying to grind out for a championship. <laughs> All right, good. Well, that's uh, what we'd like to hear. This uh, is the Plaza Podcast. Plaza Podcast on Twitter, two L's, two Z's, of course. And you can email the show if you'd like, Plaza Podcast at ProtonMail.com. Uh, you can send us any of your thoughts on your closing transactions. You know, you're trying to win your leagues. If you're in head to head, you got playoffs going on right now. I'm sure you got queries and questions and curiosities about who should I start, who should I pick up, who should I stream. And it's always good to have somebody else to throw things off of. So we welcome that. You can just DM us or just tweet at us at Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's, or myself, MJ Govier on Twitter, or Chris Deary on Twitter, or Micah. I'm sure you, uh, do you take questions on Twitter, Mike? Or oh, Micah, yeah. yeah. Or you... I, I try to help anybody that has ever has, you know, any question, concern, advice, stuff like that. Excellent. I love doing it. I find myself mm. feeling bad, though, if I give bad advice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I know exactly what you mean. You know, so you, you kept you kept me a hundred percent. It's just not going to happen. So right, you yeah. You can't. 
people i i i would if i i rarely ever remember like asking analysts for advice like i really just didn't do it not to say that it's not a good thing to do because it's good to mm-hmm. get advice from other people but i would never expect like a hundred percent guarantee on anything because nobody can give you the world nobody can promise you anything when it, especially it comes to fantasy and if you're talking streaming pictures like uh mm-hmm. this guy on twitter the other day, he asked me, should I start Madison Bumgarner or Sean Manaya? Sean Manaya at Coors or Madison Bumgarner against the Angels. Now, Madison Bumgarner anywhere is just a bad deal. But Manaya at Coors, I thought, would maybe get torched more. What would you have done in that situation? Man, I, honestly, I probably would have learned Manaya just because how bad Mad Bum had just been. The only thing Bum has going for now is, is that he, he was good, honestly, at this point. But... <laughs> I, I, I forgot how what did my day did he have a good game that game did he like do well it wasn't it wasn't awful he struck out seven which is a lot for him oh, that's uh, nice. but he went he went like uh i think four and two thirds he had an era of about 476 and a high whip though like 1.43 mm-hmm. so it wasn't terrible but it wasn't great respect uh, he didn't no quality start no victory but it was better than what mad bum did because mad bum melted down and Mad Bum went like five scoreless, and then he came out in the six, and it all hell broke loose. So, <laughs> you know, you know what happens, Mike, is when you get things right and you give some great advice, no one will give you credit for it, and they're just like, "Oh, cool, yeah, this guy was right." And then when you give advice that ends up being totally wrong, you just get completely eviscerated for it. So it's it's exactly. it's so unfair that that happens, especially you know in the industry that we're in. It's honestly that's a life thing. Like that happens <laughs> everywhere, unfortunately, but it does. No, you're you know, right. It you does. Can, you, can do, you can do so many great things and one bad thing. Oh, you know. But. Bye. That's right. That's a Twitter thing for sure. And uh, sure. don't forget, you can follow Micah on Twitter at Fantasy Central One, numerical one, that is. And I say, let's get into leading off. So things that are happening right now around baseball, we're wrapping up the season. We got playoffs going on in fantasy. Uh, we have playoffs in real life too. And I wanted to get you guys' take on this playoff bubble. We have two sites. Basically it's California and Texas, uh, American league will be in California, national league will be in Texas. And then it'll all wrap up after all 16 teams gets dwindled down to two for a world series. And they're saying now, Manfred is saying that maybe this is going to be a permanent thing. And I, that's you can't just say that because you have to get the permission of the union. It has to be collectively bargained. But uh, I'm curious what you think of this playoff situation, Micah. Any any thoughts on it? Are, are you really excited about the 16 team? Would you like to see it stay permanently? Do you think it taints the game? I don't. I mean, it's, it's more it's more, you know, more games, obviously more excitement. So you can't you can't be mad about it. I just want to see how it goes, you know. Seen, you know, like the White Sox played Indians, you know, all these, all these, it's a lot of good matchups. It's going to be fun to watch, honestly. Phillies at the Cubs, if that happens, it's going to be interesting. But what about the devaluing of the regular season? When we get back to 162, mm. if, if they keep this, do you think that's a negative or, is, hey, you know, it just allows more opportunity and the regular season, in a sense, is already kind of devalued because it's so long or? What do you think of that? I think this should stay only so you know when there is like something that shortens the season because you over the season you want to get the best teams in the playoffs because they they've earned it because they played over you know 162 games and they want to you know get what they think they deserve and if sometimes somebody that you know won like 10 or 15 less games in them makes the playoffs as well and somehow makes it through you know they're gonna feel like they got you know that got cheated out of opportunities so, I mean it's just I don't, yeah if, I think it's like if it's a a long season we'll keep it how it is but. And like a season like this, I think this is kind of fun. You know, if everybody gets a chance to win, it's kind of fun. Hmm. That's a good point. I, I like it in this season. I do. I do think yeah. it's fun in this short term season. Deary, I'm sure that you don't like this long term. Oh no, not at all. Um, I think this season it's it's super fun. I mean, we're gonna have some. You know, Micah talked about some of these great matchups that we might have. I think we're gonna have a real nice stretch here going down especially in the national league to see if the reds or rockies or maybe brewers can go on a run to you know grab that uh Mm -hmm. seven or eight spot but in 162 game season you can't have half or more than half the league make the playoffs especially in something like baseball you know it's it's very similar to hockey where you get in and you know i i don't think home field advantage plays much of a factor 
Um, and you can just get in and really go on a run in baseball. And, you know, it, it kind of devalues the uh, regular season. But, you know, for this year, I, th- I think it's absolutely fine. Um, you know, I, I, I'm interested, you know, to know more about you said that Manfred was talking about maybe this being something that they might do next year with, you know, these remote cities. I thought they they should have done it from the beginning and, and done three different states, um, you know, kind of with the, that bubble, have 10 teams in each state, you know, maybe. California, Texas, and Florida. Um, I, I'm really surprised that he would come out and say something like that for for next season. Um, you know, what other information do you have on that, Mike? Oh, just the fact that uh, he was asked about it last night, and he said that the owners were always looking to want to do this long term, so mm-hmm. they want to do it. They're looking to do it this year and beyond, and it's always been in the owners' plans. So that's basically all we know. It's just a f- comment made by him last night when they were talking about the playoff bubble now. So it doesn't mean it's going to happen. But if it does happen, I agree with you guys. I, I like the short season. It's fun. But you know what's yeah. fun about this too is uh, injuries. Injuries can really ruin a short season. And Eric Hosmer uh, broke his finger on a bunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a real bummer. But he's making a tremendous, tremendous return. It looks like he might, he could come back maybe by the end of the week. He's ha- already had the splint removed. And he's taking batting practice as of yesterday. What's your take on Hosmer, Micah? I mean, are you are you a guy that's buying into some of the changes that he looked to be making this year, or is it just a short kind of fluky thing that happened? I, I think I'm I'm interested. I, I feel like next year when you when you see him in drafts, I probably will we'll probably skip him again just because of how bad he's been. I might miss out again. But if you know if I if I decide to you know take the risk, I might take him because it looks like some of the changes are real. I haven't really dug into his specific uh, uh, saber metrics yet, but from what I'm reading on tweet other people's, other people's tweets, it looks like it's pretty real. So I'm 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 semi in semi in. That's what you can say. <laughs> semi in. Well, uh, has- I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm like I'm. I'm right, yeah, I'm, right, I'm there. Well, he's you know he's been perennial ground ball hitter, but mm-hmm. he's been lifting the ball more. He he said he had an off season moment where he had like a I don't know a come to Jesus moment or I don't know or just like a moment of clarity right where he said hey I really just need to change my game. It's not getting I'm hitting the ball really hard, but I'm hitting it into the ground. So he definitely made a conscious effort to lift the ball more, and that led he hadn't hit eight home runs. He has eight home runs on the season. And that happened in his first 31 games, I think. And he hadn't hit eight home runs until his 63rd game last year. Um, wow. Now, baseball's a fluky game. Things can change a lot. But, you know, that says something. Uh, Deary, what do you think? Are you uh, buying into Hosmer's changes? I think there's going to be interest next year because of, you know, some of those changes he made. I, I think part of, uh, you know, the interest next year will not only be, you know, some of the changes he made at the plate and is showing more power and, and now living up to that big contract that he got. But the Padres have proven in the short season that they're, they're going to be a, a real threat in the national league West going forward. And they got some really great assets around him on offense. So even if he doesn't have the greatest season, he should be able to put up good numbers because he's going to have a ton of RBI opportunities and score a lot of runs. So there's going to be some interest next year. And I'll be really interested to see where his ADP is at the start of the year. Hmm. Yeah, the barrel rate has gone up. Uh, the launch angle has gone from about two to about eight or nine. So that's a noticeable change. Um, will he keep doing that? Only time will tell. I don't know. Uh, real quick, do, even if you don't like Hosmer or you're not sure about him, Micah, do you think Hosmer will come back and be someone that people could rely on for the last week of the fantasy season? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, that fracture is a fracture. So like, when it heals up, you you should be good to go if it's fully healed. If he rushes it back, if it's not like 100%, he might, you know, be uncomfortable gripping the bat somehow and it might just affect his, you know, his whole game. So honestly, I'd, I'd, I'd be, I'd be looking into how fast he comes back. I don't, I, w- I feel like it's too soon if he comes back um, in the regular season. I think they should honestly save him for the playoffs to make sure he's fully healthy so that he can, you know, make an impact. That's uh, in my good, opinion. That's a good call. You're right. I mean, they are seriously, they're locked into the playoffs basically. They haven't officially clinched, but they'll definitely be in. So yeah, they need Hosmer too. He's a great playoff leader. He was a clutch hitter with the Royals. He made some big plays back when they won the World Series and went to back series. That's a, that's some uh, nostalgia right there. Uh, Royals, Eric Hosmer, man. Yeah, those, those are good uh, times. Yeah, it was a real deal. He made. That's mm-hmm. why he got the contract he got because he was a really clutch hitter in the playoffs. So I'll give him credit for that. And you're probably right. He's probably most valuable in that role. Uh, 
we are recording on Wednesday evening, so Cole Hamels is could be on the mound right now. He's made his return tonight for the Braves. Cole Hamels, he's old. He's getting old, old. but he wasn't. His overall numbers last year were not terrible. Uh, he was still serviceable. That's how he was able to parlay a one-year deal with the Braves this season. It's really late in the fantasy season to be coming back here, Micah. Is there any relevance here? Do you want to see what he does tonight? Or if he's healthy, do you feel like you could trust Hamels for uh, maybe a start? If he gets two next week, he might get two. But he'll get at least one. Mm. If he if if uh, Hamels comes out here, those like, say, five innings, four hits, you know, one one or two uh, walks for five or six strikeouts, I'm, I'll am i be interested. But, like, you know, it, it, a lot of his problems last year stem from, you know, high walk counts, you know. But when he was on, he was on. Last year he had nine uh, seven-plus strikeout games, and he went over seven, seven in his pitch eight times. So he, was, he had good, really good games in which, you know, he was just on. So if he comes out here tonight and he looks like, you know, like he did in some games last year, I'd say depending on the matchup and who he plays in the last week or two, I'd say give him a shot, especially if you're down and you just need, you know, that last boost to get you, you know, obviously the championship is worth the gamble, you know, because you want to win it mm. all. So it is worth the gamble. I agree. What do you think, Gary? Uh, I, I'm really interested in his start tonight because I'd like to know how many pitches he's going to throw tonight. Um, you know, obviously, if he looks good, is, is it going to be three innings? Is it going to be four innings? Obviously, the Braves need him desperately. Um, but I would definitely keep an eye on it because if he can go out and let's say he throws five innings, I don't know what his matchup might be next week if he pitches. But if he has a good match matchup, it could be a, worth a look. But uh, we'll, we'll we'll see how many pitches he he has now and if he's if he's ramped up yet. Well, he's got two innings of the book so far: two innings, one hit, two strikeouts, clean. Yeah, there otherwise, there we go. There we go. That's, that's what I want to see. That's what I want to see. You know, and that's against the like Orioles. That. The Orioles' offense has been really pretty solid. Like took him for 14 runs the other night so uh interesting very interesting uh, and also last year Hamble struck out more than just over uh k per nine of 9.1 so that's he still has strikeout stuff and that's good mm-hmm. that's a good thing for him it's just a matter of health i really believe he's a savvy veteran he can strike people out those are good things to use and have and as long as he can give you something in a in the last week of a season if he's on your waiver wire you might want to put in a bid or you might want to strike Pick him up after the start. Well, you're listening to the Applauso Podcast. We are here with Micah Henry from Fantasy Central on Twitter, at Fantasy Central One, of course. And me and Christopher Deary are talking baseball. We're talking fantasy. Uh, of course, you know, I like to get stupid sometimes. I like to mix things up. And I like to ask silly questions of our guests. So it's time for Inside Palazzo Studio. It's a series of questions I ask of guests. Uh, they could be anything. It could be anything at any given moment. Micah, can you handle it? Are you are you ready oh, yeah. for that? I'm ready. I gotta use some order real quick just to <laughs> yeah, yeah right, you gotta go. hydrate up. That's smart. Hydrate up, take your time. What what's your favorite team, by the What's your favorite baseball team? Oh, Is it the Phillies. Phillies? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All day. It's it's been a rough ride, but the future is looking. I'm pretty happy. I'm I'm excited about the future. Hey, they're up three nothing right now on the ground. So, mm-hmm. yep. Oh, wow. I mean, and we just we just called up uh, Mickey Mania today, so I want to see. They're probably going to play oh, but Yeah, they did. So I want I want to see what he does. He's not going to play much, but I'm, I'm I want to see what he does. You know, we got a lot of good pieces. Such a bust. I mean, you number one overall pick, right? Number yeah. one overall. It's, it's a little bit of a bust, but. It's we'll, not too we'll late. I happens. mean, it's, it's not yeah, too late. you're right. It's not too late, but he does have to show. He's not showing the pedigree of a number one overall pick right now, but hey, we'll see what happens. All right. Mm-hmm. So if you're a Phillies fan, then I'm curious. Uh, you go Reese Hoskins or Bryce Harper? Oh, Harper. I mean, I'm not. Oh, no, 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 I mean, no slight to uh, Hoskins. I love Hoskins, but Harper, even though he, people, people, you know, will attack his last few games. But I mean, he's hitting the ball hard. He's doing everything right. He's taking walks. The fits, hits just aren't falling. You know, maybe they're playing the shift right on him. They have him locked down. You know exactly where the balls tend to go. So, but the hits just aren't falling. But definitely, definitely Harper. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Hoskins is uh, gonna looks like he's gonna have Tommy John surgery. It's too bad. Uh, he was having really? a nice little yeah on the Wait, UCL tear. Yeah, he might have to rehab it, but it's possible he's yeah, gonna man. have TJ surgery. Wow. 
Yeah, he tore the uh, or he hurt his uh, UCL the other day, so he's definitely done for this season. But it's a matter of will he come back in time to be fully healthy for 2021? Oh, Big man. bummer. Big bummer. I really hope that they get Tommy John. That that'd be terrible. Yeah, I mean he's not throwing anywhere anyways, but still he does need to be healthy. So he won't he'll, it won't take as long as a pitcher coming back, which is the good right. news. Uh, what about this? How about you prefer swings or a slide? If you were a kid and you were in the park, would you prefer the swings or slide? You only get one. You can't have them both. Definitely the swings because the slide just hurt. The slide just hurt you. You know, it just burns, especially in the summertime. It's ridiculous. I don't, this is unnecessary pain. Definitely, definitely, definitely the swings. I, don't, I just want to, you know, be free. <laughs> Not the slides. <laughs> I like the swings too. Yeah, you could really yeah. get up there, get some air, and then jump mm-hmm. off. It's always fun. Exactly. I agree. What about you, Deary? Deary, slides or swing? Oh, swings all day, man. Uh, slides. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely more injuries on slides growing up than swings. Hmm. Definitely. Yeah, maybe that's. Definitely. Maybe that's an easier call than I realized. Okay, fair enough. You also, you also uh, never know what's happened on that slide before, you know. When you're a kid, you know, and walk over to the park. Who knows? It's gonna someone's gonna piss on that slide or something. So I don't know how sanitary it is. <laughs> uh, walking or running, Micah? Walking. I, I I don't like being out of breath. I don't, I don't like sweating because I'm I, I used to play soccer and stuff. And I, I was a heavy sweater. You know, I still didn't want to exercise, so I I don't like I don't like sweating. So I like to walk. There's a lot of running in soccer. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Yes. A lot of running. I play midfield and striker side. So oh. A lot of running. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate running. I, I, walking is fine. Walking will get the job done. I, I agree. Uh, what about Saturdays or Sundays? These days, they're the same to me. So uh, I'm just picking one. <laughs> so, uh, besides, 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 you know, going to church, but... Uh, I'll say Sunday then. Sunday for sure. But these days, I do the same thing on both days. Yeah, I guess things have changed, haven't they? Man, mm-hmm. I didn't think yep. about that. Well, maybe I should have done like a... Uh, okay, how about this then? So, uh, if you had to choose, football or baseball? Yeah. Oh, man. That's, that's tough. That's, that's tough. tough, man. I thought if, they're cutting out, if they're cutting your package out, you know, they're cutting your TV package, and you can only keep one. Well, I mean, with baseball leaving, no, the playoffs are on. I can't. can't <laughs> you can't. You can't bail on the playoffs, man. Like you said, yeah. it's going to be really exciting. Man, I, I tried to find a way, some kind of clause, to get football back later on <laughs> for, the, for the playoffs. And then for now, I'll just stick with stick with baseball. But all right, all right, all right. And, 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 and if I'm gonna say in a vacuum, I'm gonna say baseball, just because it's my first love. Like baseball's my, you know, it's my thing. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. I, I can live with that. Um, so you live in Philadelphia, and I'm curious. Uh, if you weren't living in Philadelphia, would you prefer to live in uh, the Midwest or the Northwest? At this point, the Midwest, just because yeah. everything is going on, you know. The, oh, God, I didn't even think yeah. about that. I'm so dumb. Yeah. I didn't even think about the fires. Yeah, it's just crazy. It's just, you know, not crazy. I feel so bad. What's going on there? But, yeah, probably the Midwest. Probably, like, you know. Yeah, that, well, that's an Michigan. easy one now. Yeah. Michigan, Illinois. Yeah. Kansas. One of those places. <laughs> is Kansas, Deary, I wonder, is Kansas the Midwest to you? Kansas is a plains state, I think, uh, on the maps. Uh, I've never been to Kansas. I think I've been to every other place in the so-called Midwest. But uh, I don't know. I, I guess maybe certain parts of Kansas could be the Midwest. I'm, I don't know. I always felt like Nebraska and Kansas were not part of the Midwest. I felt like the Midwest was like, like not even Missouri. Like It like ends on the Mississippi. To me, I guess I just think the Big Ten country. I think like most Big Ten states are yeah. Midwest, not Jersey and Rutgers and all that or Maryland, but you know, the original. Like <laughs> I think Pennsylvania is Midwest, but it's kind of oh, the Pen- East Coast. That's pretty Midwest. Like, I mean, that's it the- feels Midwest. Some parts of it do. If you're on the, true. you know, not true. your side, <laughs> true. Like the yeah. west side. That's true. Pittsburgh and you know this. Pittsburgh and Philadelphia are vastly different. Yeah. Yeah, even even if you go to the countryside, it's a whole different different world. Yeah, it's, it's, everything's different. Yeah, Harrisburg and you know and where Penn State is up in Happy Valley, it's a completely mm-hmm. different world up there. Hmm, interesting, boy. Well, that confuses me. Right. <laughs> uh, do you prefer barrel rate or hard hit rate when it comes to rating your players? I I I like to look at barrel because that just shows that a player knows where. 
you know, all about where they like the, the ball to go. It shows the uh, players know how, how to make quality of contact. It shows more, I don't know, more precision and quality of contact. So I think definitely barrel rate. Heart rate is good for like long periods of time to see how, you know, over a course of like two or three months, if they have like a high heart rate, I, then I take that, okay, that, that's a player consistently hitting the ball hard. But if like, if they have like a, you know, the 12% barrel over that time, I'm like, okay, they're a solid barrel hitter as well. So I think barrel is the more barrel, better way to go for me personally. Hmm. Okay. I could, I could respect that. Uh, what about uh, Chase Utley or Ryan Howard? Utley. Chase oh. Utley, just, I, lo- I love Ryan Howard, but Ali, Ali just he's just you know all the moments in the playoffs, the memories as a kid, that kind of hits you different. I, I, Ryan Howard had those for me too, but I feel like I've seen Ali more. I remember him more on TV than than watching Ryan Howard. MVP, he was an MVP, mm-hmm. but Utley was a very clutch playoff performer, so that probably stands out more, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Huh. Interesting. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to keep this shorter because usually when I do this, it goes on forever and ever. So I'm just, I'm going to ask you like two more and then we'll move on. Uh, for love or money? I always ask this one. For love. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm surprised the way people answer this, dearie. I always expect, I don't know if people are lying to me or not, but or they're being honest. But you don't, I don't think you're a liar at all, Micah. So if anybody was going to be honest with me. You I'm still, be I'm, still, I'm still I'm still thinking about honest that question in my head, but I'm just for love. <laughs> that's for love. Yeah, no, that's fair. I, I'm fine I feel like that. the consensus of everyone that you've asked that question to is always for love. So we have some really yeah. uh, genuine people out there that are looking for love. I think it says a lot about the fantasy industry. Good people, or at least the people we have in the show. Good <laughs> damn people. Uh, Scott Boris or Rob Manfred? Who do you like more? I, I don't like. I really don't like either of them. But I mean, I got give. <laughs> who do you hate more? Who I hate more? Who do you find more annoying? Who could you do without? I could do without hearing Scott Boris all the time on Twitter. I hear <laughs> I hear his name twenty four all the time. I, I, we need more agents in the field. <laughs> Guess somebody. Yeah, we do, to... don't we? Where's the yeah, variety? I mean, it seems yeah. like there's a monopoly on agencies, yeah, especially the guy in has, baseball. Like this guy has like a hundred players. I'm like, come on now, we get some more <laughs> names in there. Yeah, it's got worse. Get rid of worse. Okay. Hey, I can live with that. That's fine by me. All right. Well, we'll leave it at that then. All right. Thank you for being a good sport. Uh, we kept it pretty simple on this one because sometimes that segment can get way out of control. I've been trying to cut it down a little bit because I want to talk more fantasy with you. You know a lot mm-hmm. about fantasy, and I want to get into the nitty-gritty. So we're going to do that. We're going to move into our fantasy breakdown. Of course, you listen to the Plazo Podcast. Plazo Podcast on Twitter, 2Ls, 2Zs. I'm... Michael Gobier, and along with Christopher Deary and Micah Henry, we are doing our thing here. Let's talk about some players that could win championships over the next final 10 days here. Players that can tip the scales. Uh, I put a few names on there, but you guys can take, you guys can throw out any names you want to. I, I've been thinking long and hard about DJ Stewart of the Orioles. And he's been on a tear. I mean, you guys been hitting, he hit six home runs in eight games and, in one of my leagues that I have a head-to-head playoff situation, and I had to make a decision for the following week because you can't, you can only pick up three guys because there's ad drops reduced to three in the playoff round, and you wanted, to, I wanted to take advantage of picking up a guy with one of my remaining regular season drop requirements, so I dropped DJ Stewart, but he kept hitting. He kept hitting <laughs> this week. He hit another home run the other day, four RBIs, and. Uh, what, what's the deal with DJ Stewart? Is is this a guy who could win you a title right now? If he was some reason, if somebody dropped him like me and you were a playoff team, would you pick him up, Micah, and ride him till he's fresh out of fantasy juice? Or what's the story there? Fresh out, ride you fresh out of juice. Just keep, just keep going. Because give me all this. I don't care what your name is or what, what, where you come from. If you're if you're hitting the ball, doing well, come on my roster. And I, you know, there's always somebody that you can drop that's not doing well right now. So. I'm definitely all in on just, you know, getting as much as you can out of DJ Stewart right now. I think he's still hitting the ball. I don't know what he's doing the last couple of games, but he's probably still hitting the ball. Oh, he is. He's been playing quite well. Uh, what do you think of DJ Stewart, Deary? I, yeah, I think I'd ride with Stewart. I mean, he, he's shown over the last few weeks. Uh, I know you dropped a mic, and he, he still continued to hit. So, uh, 
I mean, you don't want to miss out on it. You're going to feel really bad if uh, he ends up having a great last week here. Um, but yeah, he's a really encouraging player, you know, especially going into next year. So uh, I think he's someone that may be able to bring you a title this year. Well, he said seven home runs in September. That's a good thing. That is definitely a good thing. That's and crazy. that is crazy. Yeah, it's only September 16th. So yep. he has a double header too for Thursday. Thursdays are always a little bit lighter on the schedule. So if you're looking for somebody to maximize the bats right now and he's on your waiver wire, you know, I say pick him up. He's got two against Tampa, and the schedule is in his favor to be playing every day because they're they're rolling out all of their young studs because the season it looks like the Orioles will not make the playoffs. They made a I mean they've played well. They've played very well. Look yep. a lot better than last year, but not gonna happen for them in this short season. So DJ Stewart's a guy. Um I also think uh Nate Lowe, uh first baseman for the Rays. He's been getting playing time and he's been hitting homers and stealing bases. And he was a part of that all lefty lineup uh, that was on. Did you guys see that on? A, I think it was Sunday. It was the first mm-hmm. time that it ever happened. I can't believe Very that it's never happened before. Did they win that game? I don't yeah, know. they I smoked them. They uh, <laughs> they obliterate them. They exploded for Man, like twelve runs in that game. The management on the on the Rays is just they're in like the war room, just like making these. I don't know these lineups that are like scientific on like they're they're doing they're doing everything they can to get the perfect outcome every game for every matchup. It's it's fun to watch. It is. It's ridiculous. They, there's a mad scientist cooking up these lineups. Yeah. They'll do, they don't care. They don't care about uh, baseball's past or unwritten rules. Nope. They're about winning, whatever's most efficient winning. Um, but Nate Lowe, is a, it's not like he's some slouch either. He's a highly touted prospect, and they made all those trades in the offseason, which minimized the room for him. But once they got rid of Jose Martinez and they opened up a little bit more room on the roster, and now that G-Man Choi's been hurt, it looks like Nate Lau is Nate Lau. See, Brandon Lau is also on the roster, and sometimes I mix up Lau and Low. Nate you know, Lowe. <laughs> I didn't know how they were pronounced until you just said it, honestly. I, I, uh, I, I, I would have said they're both Low or Lau. I that's what one. it looks like. Sure. It looks yeah. like Low, but they're both L O W E, but apparently it's Brandon Lau. So. Who, who decides this? That's a great question. His family? I don't know. Uh, but no, Nate, uh, Nate Lowe is a guy who's uh, playing every day right now, and he's got a, he's got a good bat, nice lefty bat. What's uh, your thoughts, Steer? You like Nate Lowe? You think Nate Lowe can provide a, a championship for somebody right now? Yeah, I mean, if he's going to be getting the at-bats with the injuries and, uh, you know, Martinez gone now, I think, uh, or Aguilar gone now, I think, He's going to have a chance to help you out, without a doubt. The Rays are in a really nice position. Uh, I think they're a game back of the Sox to try to get that number one overall seed in the AL, and they're gearing up for a championship. And if, if he's going to be their, their stalwart at first base in the playoffs, I mean, he's going to get all the at-bats he can over here in the next week and a half. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I, I love his bat. He's got a great bat, and he's got speed, too. I mean, for a first baseman, he can move, so... I like that. Is there anybody else? Anybody else you guys are looking at right now as we close in on the final 10 days here that uh, you think could make a uh, tip the scales in the favor of fantasy owners and help them win a title? Uh, anybody, anybody, anywhere, any position, Micah, the floor is yours. I've been, I've been uh, paying close attention to Dean Kramer from the, uh, from the Orioles, from the Orioles. Like I, I, I'm, I've watched his first two starts. His, his stuff is just, it, it's, it seems like he doesn't have the best command of all his pitches yet, but his stuff is nasty. The movement is nasty. Like it just, it just rides out of the zone. People they chase it all the time. So I think the strikeouts will stay, and he can definitely help you, like with K's, maybe even ERA in the last, you know, week or so. I don't know how many starts he has left. I just one, one or two more starts, but he can definitely help you out. I had never heard of this guy, and I like to think I know a thing or two about baseball. I really do. But he came on the scene on September the sixth, and he pitched six solid innings, struck out seven. Then he comes back on the 12th, did basically the same thing. Seven more strikeouts. He he walked three in each appearance. So that's a concern. A lot of walks. Mm-hmm. But yep. I didn't notice that. He's definitely yeah, he's definitely but he's you're right. He's definitely someone who's gonna get another start because he pitched on uh over the weekend. So he he's I think he's going tomorrow or tonight even. He could be pitching tonight. I have no idea. <laughs> There's so many there's so much going on now with NFL and baseball and NBA playoffs. There's a lot of sports happening. It's hard to keep track of it all. It really is. But he will get another start at the very least. And I like him a lot. And I'm actually buying into this package. Anybody who can strike out, you know, seven, eight guys in a six inning performance, especially in the AL East. Very impressive. Uh, Deary, anybody else you think could help uh, win a title this final 10 days or so? 
Yeah, a couple of guys that definitely you know could help out here. Uh, Josh Fuentes, uh, he's played 17 games now for the Rockies over at first base, 340 average, 864 OPS. He's batting sixth for them. Uh, Rockies are certainly in a fight. Try to have a really good last couple of weeks. Um, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Uh, my Wi-Fi is going out. <laughs> he could, okay, he okay. could be someone that could definitely help you out. Uh, Brian Anderson has been really good this last uh, seven days. You know, 11 for his last 28. Um, oh, Marlon. That brings his uh, season average up to 273, six home runs. He bats third in that lineup. And, hey, Marlins are going to end up making the playoffs if they can you know, stick around 500 the last couple of weeks. And the last guy I got, which I actually was kind of surprised he was available in two of my leagues. It, it might be something that just like someone had to drop him to stream somebody. But Brad Keller has two really good matchups coming up. He's got the, the, the Brewers on Sunday, and then he's going to finish the season against the Tigers. He's had a really, really excellent season, kind of under the under the radar. Uh, complete game last week, so it might be hard to, you know, figure out if he is available. But uh, if he's available, go pick him up because he's got two really good opportunities here in the next week. All right, Brad Keller's been Brad Keller's had some moments. He had a complete game shutout recently, so that is mm-hmm. nothing. Not a seven inning doubleheader either. A full nine inning shutout. So that's impressive. And I don't. I know Micah doesn't like hearing that the Marlins might take that playoff spot. It's unbelievable. I can't believe the Phillies, the Phillies better get, take care of that because there's no way the Marlins should make the playoffs over the Phillies. It's They're both going to make it. Are they both? Oh, they're going to be wild card. Yeah. They might get three teams out of that division. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause you well, get your true. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you get, yeah. As of right now, there's three teams in that division. It's, it's similar to the AL central where they got three teams in right now. So the Mets are on the outside. So, I mean, in short, that means the Phillies don't really deserve to go in the playoffs. If it's like regular season. It's kind of sad That's to true. think about. It but, is sad to think about, but you'll take it. Who cares? Yeah, I'll take What's it. Was the last time the Phillies were in the playoffs? Uh, 2013? <laughs> Probably 20. No, well, I don't know. The end of the Probably. last era, you know, with uh, Halliday and the boys when they kind of were fading out? The last time we made an impact in the playoffs, I don't know, years ago. We, we might oh, get there, but be. we don't really do anything. Well, you guys won a World Series once, so you can always yeah. have that. That's true. 2008, never forget. 12 years ago. Trust me, never, as Tigers fans, we didn't get one. We didn't get one. We we were good mm. for like 14 years. We didn't get one title. So You had, you did have Max Scherzer, though. You had Max Scherzer. You, you, you didn't win anything. anything. We didn't win anything. <laughs> yeah. didn't win anything. You want to saw Young, but what is that? Yes, I, uh, he won- doesn't do anything. <sighs> I don't want to think about that. Whatever. Okay. We could go on all day about our disappointment in that team. Yeah, it's always going to be like. Yeah, they were good, but it's just how it's going to be. So, uh, anybody else? Uh, no, we. I think we covered some guys. Will tip the scales. Uh, what about season's best? Now, looking at it, let's call it our Diamond Kings. Deary came up with this. This is a tribute to the old Don Russ. Takes takes me back to the old Don Russ baseball cards, which is cool. Season's best. Uh, a couple of guys here that have been like the best players, and maybe to your surprise, even they don't have to necessarily be surprised. But I want to just get your take on the players that you think have really made the biggest impact on fantasy, whether it's pitching, hitting any way you want to go with it, Micah, uh, the floor is yours. It's definitely Trevor Bauer. We're so, so I mean, somewhat because I kind of was like off on him this off season and he just proved me so wrong. You can just go, you got back to this dominant, you know, dominant self from the first half of last season. So, I mean, Bauer has been for me, for personally, for me, like just the biggest surprise. He looks like an absolute, you know, top 10, top 15 starting pitcher. You know, I probably won't doubt him ever again after this season. No, no he's not. I'm not down. He's, the stuff is real. I'm looking in the, everything looks real. Nothing looks fluky. Maybe, maybe at, at the end of the last season, he was just getting used to the new environment, you know, everything going on on social media, trying to get his mind right. But this year he's just focused on the mound. He's doing this thing. So I'm not down this guy. He's, this guy is, he's a top, he's a top 10, top 15 starting pitcher for sure. Going forward. <laughs> He did have a great season in 2018, and then he mm-hmm. didn't do that again in 2019. And then he got mm-hmm. traded, though. I, so people are saying we've seen a fluke, but now we've seen two seasons. This is a short season. It's not a full mm-hmm. season either, but he's definitely been one of the best pitchers in baseball. Uh, Deary, what about you? Who's someone who's been like, wow, this has been a great fantasy season, even though it's not a real season? You know, you got all the obvious guys, but I think maybe the sneakiest signing of the offseason, a guy who's really, really performed, is Kenta Maeda. Absolutely unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Come over to the Twins. Twins obviously needed some pitching. pitching. They've, they've proven that they could mash the ball, but Maeda's just been absolutely steady. Five wins, 2.43 ERA, leads the league in whip with 0.74, and his K per nine is over 10. Uh, 
I always thought he was a really good, solid pitcher when he was in L.A. Um, obviously, he was kind of in that long bullpen role last year. But what an amazing signing. It turned out to be a really excellent fantasy contributor for a lot of teams this year. I wish I had him. Mm. <laughs> I wish I had him. Yeah, I I traded for him in the first week of our brief season. And I, uh, nice I thought it was going to be a quick run. But no, he's he's a he's been the man for Minnesota. No doubt. He's been the ace of their staff. Very, very good uh, player. Uh, anybody else, Micah? Another player who's wow! You can't believe they've been this good, or they—you can believe it, and you're impressed. Give give me uh one of yours. I'll, I'll, I got to think about it because there are a couple guys I want to talk about. I get right. Give, give me one of yours in the meantime. Well, you know the guy that uh I, we talked about, Eric Hosmer earlier. He really did impress me till he got hurt. But the guy who's been the most impressive is Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt has been an absolute stud. Yeah. He's leading all of Major League Baseball in home runs. He's got. He looks like he might be the guy who cracks twenty. There was there was a lot of talk about who will be, or will there be someone that's going to actually hit twenty home runs in a sixty game season? And he's right there. I mean, it. I barring something silly happening over the last ten days, he's going to do it. He's he's going to crack twenty or at least hit twenty. And I really liked Luke Voigt a lot, but I I didn't get I didn't get aggressive enough on it because I drafted him in one league that I it's like my home league but then the other leagues when he was there I was like oh he'll probably be there but then he would be gone and I'd missed out on all the other opportunities and I wish I hadn't because even though he's 30 years old I I think he in a dynasty league he's a stronghold mm-hmm. and I think he's a guy that you should keep on your team for the next three years or so at least because I think from 30 to 33 he's going to be raking in that ballpark in that lineup as long as he's healthy he's an amazing stud first baseman mm-hmm. I agree. I got my guy though. I got All guy. right, let's hear it. I'm going. I'm going with Donald Smith. There it this is. is. Oh! That's going to be my guy. Love it. That's your guy. Yep. I I I might be a little you know because I haven't I picked him up in like two three leagues. So I'm enjoying what he's doing. But like Donald Smith has been like a god a godsend. You know he's he's been he's been. I mean, it, 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 honestly, if you look kind of looking like the adjustments he made over the last you know few few. At bat, she's this was kind of you know, you could see the power you know, grow, growing, it was coming, and now it looks like it's just continuing to go up and up. So, I mean, next year he could be a you know, a mid round pick, like a, a popular mid round pick. I think he will be actually. He might even crack the top 100 in some places. We'll see. Yeah, he was my last pick in TGFBI, my very last pick. Oh man, and people made fun pick. of me. Yeah, it ends wow. up being a great pick now, but back yep. in the draft in March before the season got postponed and people were still like, Oh, I don't know about that. You know? Cause I didn't, I had lost, um, what's his face. Uh, the guy who had, uh, colon cancer. Oh, uh, Trey, uh Mancini. Trey Mancini, Trey Mancini. He, so that was my main first baseman. When I lost him, Dominic Smith filled that void tremendously. So I was really grateful for everything he's done. And that's a great call underrated, but he still was a, he was a, a well thought of prospect too. It wasn't like he was yeah. an afterthought. It's just people were saying it was too crowded in New York. And, you know, everything that he's done on the field and off the field, you know, he gave that very powerful speech when uh, all the couple of the games got canceled, Black Lives Matters and things like that. I was really, I was moved. I, it was the guy like, you can't fake that type of emotion. No. And so whenever you can be real, honest, and be a great you know, a producer on the field, I mean, you got my respect in every facet. So I think that's a great call. I completely agree. And honestly, the probably the NLDH gave him like that, you know, lucky quote unquote lucky boost, you know, to get him consistent opportunities, you know, to show they can do something. That's a great point. I read an article today about how the this is the first time ever in forty plus year the NL is going to outscore the AL, and it's obviously because of the DH. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's the first time it's happened since seventy four or so. Uh, Dear, you got anybody else you want to pay tribute to? Uh, yeah, great, great call on Dom Smith there. You know, we it's we seem to talk a lot about Dom Smith and J.D. Davis at the start of the season, and both those yeah. guys have been solid seasons. Somehow yeah. the the Mets are trash right now, though twenty one and twenty seven. Uh, yeah. But I'm going to mention another guy who terrible. I'm going to mention another guy from that Mets team. Michael Conforto's had an amazing season, three forty one average. You know, just just a tick below on the RBIs that Dom Smith had. Uh, Michael Conforto is, you know, he's been in this league for a few years now. I think he's now starting to really get to that potential that, uh, you know, a lot of us have seen for a while. And 
he's a guy who could be a top 30 player next year. And, uh, you know, I, I feel bad that the Mets are kind of wasting away this, like, you know, great season by Conforto and Dom Smith. I mean, obviously, Pete, Pete Alonso has been trash. But, uh, you know, Michael Conforto is going to be a guy who I think is going to be, uh, you know, really, really, you're going to want to be looking at him next year because uh, he's going to really help your team out. Mm. He's been a part of that offense. It's been dominant. I think it's even more fun that because like I've read somewhere in the offseason that he said he wants to get to like the Christian Yelich level, and now he's just like hitting everything. So I'll say say next year he he figures something out and just starts hitting bomb after bomb. He might be an MVP candidate, and he might get it's him like in, you know in the in the mid rounds. So we'll, we'll see. Well, he's great in OBP leagues, and if he's healthy, he's a stud. He had the shoulder injury that messed him up, and he's already had a like a long career in a sense. I mean, he came up in the World Series, made his name known back in 2015 when they lost to the Royals. And now mm. it seems like he's been around for a while, but he's still only 28 years old. So I, uh, I love Conforto and OBP as long as he's healthy. He's a great OBP player. No doubt about it. Unfortunately, you got players that produce and they make you feel good. Those are the diamond Kings. Uh, a couple other names I threw out there. You Darvish, uh, you mentioned Bauer, of course, already, Micah, uh, Jose Abreu. He's been a revelation this year. And in fact, Tim Anderson, a lot of the white Sox have been big time studs. And they deserve credit for that. And Will Myers on the Padres. Everybody talks about Tatis, but uh, Will Myers has been the third man, if you will, behind him and Machado. So, people that deserve credit. But on the other side of it, biggest bummers of 2020. These are guys that drafted high, I would say, and they let you down. They let us all down. And I throw one guy on the list. Jack Flaherty was drafted very high, top 20 generally and he is first of all they had covid covid messed up the cardinal season but he also just yesterday he got torched by the brewers in miller park and he has not pitched like an ace who had that second half last year that was just absurd where he had an era under two and then he just dominated um so jack flaherty to me is one of the biggest bummers of 2020 uh what about you mike anybody that's been a disappointment to you that you drafted I, I'm, I'm not even gonna call this a victory lap, but there's a guy named Alex Bregman who I he's not he's not he's not that type of player. He I Bregman, people not, say say Bregman, Alex Bregman's he's not a 40 home run guy. He, he might he might, might not even be a 35 home run guy. I, I'm not buying it. He might be a 20 25 28 home runs, a bunch of counting stats because he's in a good lineup. This hold the the uh, walk percentual stay, you know, but. Is he in a big time power hitter? I don't know. And you see, he has four home runs in like 110 at best. That's like, you know, 24, 25 over about 550. I don't, I just don't, and the bear, the barrel percentage is again below 5%. And the hard hit rate isn't like, you know, up in the 45. I'm not, I'm, I just don't see how he hit 40 home runs that year. You know, so I, I wanted to see it again, but he's not really showing any signs that he's going to get back to that point. So that, that's my guy. I, I don't know, man. That's a good one. That's a good call. Uh, The trash can conspiracy lives on, man. Yeah, like I don't know. I I hope I hope he's a good player, but he's just I don't believe he's as good as he's going. I want to see where he goes next year. I won't have any shares of him, but I want to see where he goes next year. Yeah, I agree. Actually, he'll be one of the most interesting players of 2021 to see if he shows what he really is. Yeah, or if there really was a connection to the conspiracy, to the sign stealing, and all that mess. So I'm with you. That's a good call. What about you, Deary? Who's the a real bummer for you? Uh, well, I mean, I'm not in the playoffs anymore, so I got a lot of bummers. <laughs> Pete Alonzo being one. Um, yep. uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, Micah brought up Madison Bumgarner at the start of the season. Um, I mean, I didn't have any shares in on him, but Jesus, 8.53 ERA. I feel bad the Diamondbacks got to deal with that contract for the next five years. Um, but a, a guy that I was really high on, and I was putting him kind of in that Jack Flaherty range uh, in terms of you know, ADP at the start of the season is uh, Patrick Corbin. So Patrick Corbin's ERA is only sitting at 4.1, which isn't terrible, but his whip is 1.44 this year. He's got two wins. Uh, last year, he was really, really dependable and kind of under the radar. He's just been really underwhelming this year. And it's, you know, along with Max Scherzer also not, you know, being being very good, still that high strikeout rate with Max. But I mean, them two kind of having down seasons is, is why the Nats are sitting at 17 and 29 and, you know, definitely not making the playoffs this year after going on that run last year. So, uh, you know, Patrick Corbin, we'll see what he does. I think he's got one start left over. And, uh, you know, several of these guys we've mentioned, is 
really, really interesting to see what happens next year. And, and, you know, because this is a short season, are, are people going to, you know, are people out on Pete Alonzo? Are people out on Alex Bregman? You know, guys like that. And, you know, a, a guy like Will Myers that Mike had talked about, are people going to be buying high on them, on Will Myers? And then he goes back into the dumpster like he had been for the last three years. So uh, mm-hmm. this offseason is going to be super exciting to just kind of figure out. And, you know, I think people are going to really dive deeper into some of these numbers from the last few years just to, you know, see if you can figure out who's going to be uh, those guys that you're going to be going after in the drafts next year. But yeah, Patrick Corbin's the guy who's been a bummer for me. Yeah, I agree. You agree? Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree. I I I wasn't I wasn't really high on him coming into the season, and it was really because because of the whip, like Chris said, the high, the high whip. You know, walking a bunch of guys, allowing a bunch of hits, and it's really comes from just his hard pitches. They stink. They're they're bad pitches. He has a great a great slider, but his fastball just isn't good. And then he throws it, he gets smacked around, and leads to a bad outing. And you can't really you know look at some of his pitch sometimes. So this is a, this is what's he like 31, 32. So he's never, he, he was never really, you know, he was a top prospect a while ago, but he had Tommy John a bunch of time, a bunch of times. So you, he's been, you know, on the fast track to this point. So it's good to see him at this point where he's, you know, doing well, but I just don't buy the, the price tag, you know, the, the ADP price tag that he was going out. I bought up, I bought in and it, it failed miserably. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny, Mike, I, I got to mention Joe Jimenez. Remember after two weeks uh, when Jimenez had five saves and everyone's like, yeah. oh man, he might save 25 games. His ERA is over 10 and he comes in in like the fifth inning when they're getting murdered now. Oh, 1.69 whip. Uh, I, I don't think he deserves to even be on a major league roster at this point. It's terrible. Is that, and I, I had I had him on a couple of teams. He was you know leading my team to glory. I was like, yeah, this is great. It's a free saves. Yeah. But then he destroyed. Then then he did the absolute opposite because I held on for too long. You know, destroyed your ratios for a couple of weeks. So yeah, he uh, Joe Jimenez kind of I don't I don't like that guy personally anymore just because of what he did. Neither <laughs> <laughs> do we at Tiger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't see him as the long-term solution. Although mm-hmm. maybe he'll bounce back from this. It's a weird season. But even the other guy, Gregory Soto, who I said they should have traded at the deadline before he looked not as uh, or looked a little more human. Uh, he couldn't hold. Nobody's been able to hold that job in Detroit. So. Mm-hmm. Those are yeah. situations that have been a huge problem everywhere. Really, it's been like one of the biggest issues of the 2020 season is this chaos and bullpens everywhere. And I don't, I don't know who you could have really relied on beyond. Uh, you know, even a Josh Hader got beat up over the weekend. You know, it happened, but he's been pretty reliable. Him and Kenley Jansen, even though Kenley Jansen got blown up, he had had mm-hmm. 10 saves. I don't know. It's it just Ken Giles has been hurt. He's back on the IL. It's a mess. It's a mess. It's interesting because if, if you would have say, – say you would have went to draft a, you know, a few months ago and took Alice Colomay and Daniel Hudson, you would have had 20-plus saves right now, and your other position would have probably been great. You've probably been a first-place team right now. So saves are so crazy right now. You don't – like, it's crazy how these guys that nobody was really, like, looking at as, you know, real saves guys are, like, leading, you know, you know, getting a bunch of saves right now. So the save situation is something – it's going to be weird to assess in 2021. Like, you're not going to see Hayden going to fifth round, I don't think. Not this, not next year. Huh. That's, that's where I take him next year. And I'm not doing um, that again. So personally, I would, I'm not taking it fifth <laughs> round. Not buying that round. Okay, I get that. You know, show a guy who let everybody down in both ways was Shohei Otani. He's letting everybody down as a pitcher and as a hitter now. First, it was as a pitcher when everybody was so. I remember having it. He was pitching on a Sunday. I had it on my MLB TV. I was really excited to see him return after all the long layoff from his injury, and he got torched. Then he got torched again, and then they just shut it down. And now he can't hit. And I don't know if. It's just lost confidence or what? But Shohei Otani has been a buzzkill, and he's had seven steals. That's really been the only bonus. Otherwise, it's been a complete failure. Maybe, maybe the the challenge of being a two way player is too hard on some people's bodies. Maybe that's like a whole different, you know, scientific thing. Somebody has to go in and dig into the science of two way players. But he's he's over here trying to throw ninety seven miles per hour and be be a good hitter. It's kind of it's a lot in your body, you know, a lot of a lot of arm movements, a lot of stuff going, you know, weird movements that aren't really natural. So. Maybe he just like becomes more of an injury risk because he's trying to do more with his body. I don't know. I got to dig into that one, but hmm. well, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean he's been a total failure, and uh, this year, and this is a brief mm-hmm. season. Maybe he'll bounce back in twenty. Another guy, I'll be very, very curious to see what he does in twenty twenty one, and if they just abandon the pitching entirely, because I do think he is a good hitter. I still believe in yeah. that. Um, but we'll see. Um, anybody else? Anybody? Any anybody else that we didn't get to? Anybody want to? They wanted to mention really. Tear them a new one because they let your season down. 
don't know, man. I would say Devers, but he's kind of caught fire the last few weeks. Yeah. So I'm, I'm yeah. kind of happy about that. If he, did, if he didn't start catching fire, I'd be like Devers for sure, because I took him like it's my second third pick in a couple weeks. So I was expecting the elite production, you know, but he's definitely turned it around. I'm happy about that. He has. J.D. Martinez has not. So uh, he's been a bust. He's a been one. a huge bust. And he's been yeah, one of these guys bad. complaining about not being able to use in-game video, which got uh, removed yeah. because of COVID, apparently, because they're trying to minimize people being inside the locker rooms and all that stuff. So uh, it's hmm. that's no excuse, a lot. Though. You got guys in the 1950s having 50 home run seasons. So there's no excuse to have videos. As, as <laughs> oh. you, can, you can still, if you get hit, you can hit. Come on now. He said that's what changed his career here in Detroit. Me and Deary witnessed his uh, revival here in 2014, I think it was, and Houston gave him gave him up, left him for dead. He signed down mm-hmm. here, and, but he says the whole focus has been this in-game video adjustments he's been allowed to make in-game. And I, I didn't really know about that, Deary. Had you ever heard of that prior to this recently? Or? No, no, I didn't. Um, I think he's just kind of coming up with excuses. I under, I understand, mm-hmm. like, like I understand this is something that that's part of his routine and seems to help him a lot but i'm i mean everybody's going through the same thing you're a ball player you've proven you're, you've been successful over the last five six years here and uh maybe he's just hitting that kind of a uh, snag in his career you know getting towards his mid-30s and uh you know it could be downhill from here and uh it, it's too bad because he's a guy who provided a lot of fantasy value so it is to be really really interesting going into next year with jd and you know boston is one of the stadiums where the rumored humidor is in play now so I don't know how much that's going to, imp- I mean, Devers has been able to hit better and uh, you know, Bobby Dahlbeck has come up and hit a bunch of home runs. That's all he does, but he's done that. So oh, these are things to notice uh, things. I want to see. A- this is why we're getting gypped. I want to see a full season. I'd love to see a full season. I know so much of this and we're just, it would basically be Memorial day right now. Right. It's not even may would hardly be over if that's the point in the season where we're at. So we're just getting going. And- wow. Oh, well, that's, a- hey, that's-, that's great to think about. Wow. So much baseball yeah. missed. It's crazy. Yeah, we're missing a huge chunk. A hundred games. Where it's just crazy. But we all know the deal. We signed up for it. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. the way it goes. All right. Well, uh, that was interesting. Yeah, a lot of people let us down. Some people thrived, and uh, there are players that can still help you win fantasy titles. There's no doubt about it. And I'm confident, confident that as owners out there, you fantasy owners will make sure you get the job done. And you'll follow the advice of the people who know best, or you just take your own advice and say, screw it. I know what I'm doing, and I got it covered. And that's why you listen to the Palazzo <laughs> Podcast, 2Ls, 2Zs on Twitter. Always a pleasure talking fantasy baseball. And uh, as we close up shop here, um, I want to thank Micah for coming on. Really, really glad that we finally got to do this. Uh, I'd like mm-hmm. to do this again. Uh, you know, I wish sure. we did a, you know, me and Deary used to do a, we did a college football pod. That was the first nice. thing we ever did. And, uh, we uh we we abandoned that, but you know, college. This is a whole side topic I need to have with Deary. Like college football is happening, but it's not. It's so bizarre. It's like I don't even know what's happening anymore. But <laughs> like, yeah. that's, that's that's the one sport I'd never. For some reason, I haven't yet gotten into college football. I mean, I'm into the prospects, but I haven't really gotten to you know. Because you live in Philly. Well, you got maybe that's maybe that's why. But temp, yeah, Temple <laughs> Temple are good, man. But they, I mean, Robbie Anderson, you, you got you got some guys, but oh, you have you have oh, Matt and, uh, coaches the the Panthers now. He was a good coach, so yeah. And uh, what's his name? Um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Raquel Armstead. I think he went to Temple as well. The running back for the Jaguars. Yeah. yeah. So we got you guys a couple couple of notable names here and there. But oh, hey, no, I mean, I could actually talk Temple football for a little while. We're not going to do that on this show. But <laughs> yeah. point being is, the East Coast is just not. It's not like a hotbed of college football. It's just not. not New York City, you know, mm. East. I mean, you got Penn State, but that's way up. Like you said, it's in the mountains up there. That's I once I used to I used to live in Philly briefly. I told you that I lived in Maniunk, I think, a while back. And uh, I used to Uber and I took, I took this girl one night from downtown Philly. I took her all the way up to Penn State. Like, wow. Mid, like midnight. We got there like four in the morning it was a snowstorm from hell it was so intense it, it, by the time we got there it was like like years had gone by it's like a whole another world like there's just so much of a difference between i, n- I never thought about that the geography yeah. playing into how you know how different cities you know get profit but i don't know I'm, that's a whole different debate if they should get profit but different cities getting profit from you know college football teams being doing well stuff mm-hmm. like that that's interesting i never thought about yeah. that the college culture and stuff 
players should definitely be paid. That's obvious. But yeah. oh yeah. Uh, but anyways, this is not a call. We don't. Me and Deary don't do that anymore. But I'm just saying. Uh, uh, you know, we love talking football too. And I don't know. Me, me, we should do it, Deary. I know we talked about maybe reviving a football podcast, but we didn't do that. We should talk about that because then I'd love to talk football with Micah too. That was my point. I was like, I just like want to talk fantasy in any format. Mm-hmm. And with baseball being over in ten days. This will probably be the uh, second to last episode of this season for us. And um, I appreciate having you on, man. Tell people where they can find you and uh, spread the word about yourself because they need to know you got great content. Tell them about football. Tell them about everything. Yeah, you can find me at Fan Central on on Twitter, Fan Central 1 on Twitter. But, yeah, I, I every day I'm posting, you know, everything dynasty redraft i just i just honestly i just whatever's on my mind i just write it on i'd write it in a tweet and i send it and and it goes so yeah i'll, I'll just if you're looking for you know fancy baseball advice fancy football advice, whatever whatever you want to find just come come to, come to fan central one and i got you i promise all right that's awesome well thank you so much for joining us uh this is the palazzo podcast two l's two z's on twitter and uh I don't know, Deary. We're gonna have to do like a wrap up, a season wrap up show here. We're gonna have to talk about a, I don't know. Maybe we'll give out our own awards or something. This is the first time we've actually finished a season. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. I'd also like to do a couple pods during the playoffs just to talk about you know what's going on in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, you know, there, you can definitely you know a lot of people are still going to be doing DFS and stuff like that. So uh, you know, I got really bummed out when you just told me that we might only have like one more episode, and I'm like, no man, we got to keep this going through. Uh, through October, because uh, I don't know how on board I am with a uh, a football podcast, but I could definitely be talked into it. Well, I've definitely things have changed a lot for me. I'm very much back into the NFL now, so nice, thanks. Uh, which is a, for Michael. You don't know me that well, but I really abandoned the NFL. I quit fantasy football. I abandoned NFL watching for three years, <laughs> and this is my first return. And uh, I'm getting sucked into it. I'm getting totally sucked in. It's a good year I, to come back. Honestly, it's a fun year. It's a lot, a lot of fun stuff. Going it on. is. It is kind of fun. I admit it. You know, I, mm. I took some of the stuff too seriously, maybe, you know, mm. all the political stuff and the way Colin Kaepernick was treated and stuff. I just maybe I was I, I was like, I just don't like this. This gotcha. you know, The owners all seemed like scumbags. And mm. I don't know. It was uh, I had talked to a guy on Twitter, actually, a really cool dude, Blair Williams on Twitter, uh, Dr. Blair. And he made a lot of sense. He's like, you know, it's, it's just fantasy. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> people are gonna the world's gonna go on without you mike regardless so i don't know it made sense to me in simplifying things anyways uh thank you so much michael for doing the show uh we'd love to have you on and uh that'll be it for us then we'll catch you guys next week <laughs>